All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right, he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. people. What's up, party people? Welcome back. Welcome once again. Back is the incredible. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless, here with my man, 100 Years. Charlie Chase, baby. Charlie Chase, baby. And we're back again with another exciting episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau here at Gotham Podcast Studio. Episode 06. Episode 06. It's going to be a good one, guys. First, first well... It's going to be an episode. Good is yet to, to, to be determined, yet to be seen. Oh, come on, Flex. They're, they're all good. Don't be so modest. Well, you know, <laughs> we'll see. But football's back. Football is back. Football's back. Hall of Fame game tonight. Hall of Fame game is tonight. Uh, that's always exciting to watch. No? Yeah. That we're not watching because we're recording, you know, we're recording the show. Yeah. The good thing is that there's going to be football every weekend between now and the Super Bowl. Yeah. Exactly. So that's good. And, yeah. and you would so, love to see your Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I say that they're going to make the Super Bowl every year. One year, I got to be right. So, but you know, they're not going to make it this, this year. This is going to be this is going to be ongoing Come for a while. On, Charlie, you really think the Cowboys are going to make the Super Bowl this year? Listen, what kind of fan would I be if I said they wouldn't? A realistic fan. You, you, you. Because look, I, I'll tell you the same thing. Like, as as a Knicks fan, let's say, like, just to, to be mm-hmm. even, we're both Knicks fans. It in my mind, you know, we won every NBA championship. In your mind, you yeah. In my mind, you can't tell me wrong. In my mind, yeah. they, 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 they won last year. Yeah, I mean, look, between, you know, it's, it's just as difficult being a Knicks fan as it is a Cowboy fan. You know, like the fan base is just yearning for that championship. Right. And the Knicks, I mean, they don't seem like they could get it right, but I think next year is going to be a, a big, big summer for them. I, I, I think so. I mean, you know the rumors about saying they're going to get uh, Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, and Kyrie wants to be here. He wants to play here. Yeah, yeah he does. He wants he does. to be here. You know, New York City loves their point guards. Yeah, yeah. So I I like it. I I'll mean, tell you the truth. I'm I'm happy with um with what Trey Burke did last year. And I always like believe Trey he, Burke's a good ball player. Yeah, and I I always actually believed that player. he had that potential. And then when he went to like the D League and they brought him back, I'm like, why don't they play him more? Because yeah. when he was in Utah, I liked him. Yeah, he he's like a like a poor man's Iverson. Well, he looks no like, no no, but <laughs> I don't. They got they have a similar game also. You know, undersized two guard that that could All shoot, right. that's got a mean dribble. I guess to to put to put anybody in a category of Iverson though to no, say his name is. That's why I said he's a poor I know, man's I, I, Iverson. I get, I guess, I guess, yeah. I guess. You know, I but guess. <laughs> but uh, but you know, um, so like I said, I, I, you can't tell me nothing. I I think that they won everything. So I get it as a as a fan. Like last yeah. year, even people are like, who are you going for? This? Who's going to win Super Bowl? I'm like the Giants. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't, you know, they were terrible. They were awful. Right. But I said they were going to win. I'm like, look, you can't tell me nothing. The Giants have won fifty Super Bowls. Yeah. Like they won over fifty Super Bowls already, and and they've won every single one. Yeah. In, but, your, in your mind, are you you saying they haven't? They have not. They have. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Because we'll, we'll no matter what this. facts you show me, I'm going to say up here. But realistically, of course, you know, we get one more, we tie you guys. So they're going to win this year. Uh, the Giants. T- realistically, as a Giants fan. Yeah. No, no, what do you, well, you tell me tell me realistically. Realistically, yeah. I think we'll be to win, no. We'll be contenders. I think we're gonna be contenders. I think and, the Giants win 
Over or under 10 games? Uh, 10. 10? Uh, if you want me to give you over or under, I'll, give you over. I'll say over. Okay. That's, if that's, you want to give me the over or under. pretty ambitious, but all right, I'm not mad at you. Like, look, it's August. Everybody's hopeful in August. Of course, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, so. I, you know, that's as far as I'll say. Now, now, I, that's that's the realistic part of me. Yeah, the Giants fan of me is like, they're going all the way. Yeah, we're gonna win eighteen games. And we only play sixteen. Yeah, but we'll win eighteen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so football's back. And um, what do you think of this uh, this class? It's a pretty impressive class, the Hall of Fame class. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, you know, like they're, they're impressive, like every other like Hall of Fame class. But I mean, yeah, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Moss. Did Brian Arlock. Come back from Boston? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> you got wash, Randy Mass. Wash, wash your mouth when you say that. <laughs> You're not even a Yankee fan. You can't eat Boston like nah, that. Nah. Yanks are playing Boston tonight. <laughs> I know. They're winning right now, currently, at yeah, the time. Three right now. DD with a three run shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right recording now. this right now. Uh, no, they're winning 4 1. Oh, it's 3 3 Last I checked at the bottom yeah. of the second. But we're recording this right now on August 2nd, um, Thursday. Yeah. So you get August 2nd. So yesterday, which I want to bring up big, mm-hmm. August 1st. August first. Yes, this is, and I wrote this on my Instagram. If you don't see my Instagram, you can follow me on my Instagram at Flex Hitlist. Once again, I spell Flex F L X, so F L X Hitlist. Uh, and Charlie's yours is Charlie B N Y. Charlie B N Y. Right. So if you follow it, you see that like I put that this is living proof that God listens to the prayers in your head because yesterday was National Spider Man Day. Yeah, I did see that. August first. Yes. Yeah, so I that that, that that just shows you that God actually hears you. In the prayers in your head, and he grants them every now and then. He can make them come true. Mm-hmm. That yesterday's National Spider-Man Day. And for those that you see on the YouTube, and please follow us on YouTube, um, you know, just YouTube uh, on our YouTube channel, Better Fantasy Bureau. I am, it says Marvel Geek on my intro, because mm-hmm. I love Marvel, and I especially love Spider-Man. You can see now, I came rocking my Spider-Man came shirt. Spider-Man out today. Got my Spider-Man. I never wear snapbacks. Yeah. I never wear snapback, but my wife got me the snapback. Uh, you can you see should, that- though. They don't look bad on you. Charlie, I'm married. You can't be coming on to me like that. I'm kidding with you. But anyways, um, but yeah, so like I, uh, you know, I'm just rocking, rocking out Spider-Man. I got my Spider-Man Spiro here. Do you know about this? I told you about this guy, but you never see oh, he's me. Oh, he actually has a name. Well, Spiro's the company that makes him. Okay. But this, you know, this is obviously. I thought he was like a Greek Spider-Man or something. <laughs> Greek Spider-Man. There sure is one somewhere in the Spideyverse. But uh, but this is actually pretty cool. Like, I mean, listen, we, I mean, uh, my wife got me, my wife, and, and I guess every year I get something Spider-Man for my birthday, mm-hmm. Christmas. So my wife got me this for my birthday this, this past year that just happened, where I turned 32. And I still get all this Spider-Man stuff. And this one's actually pretty cool. So if you go on YouTube, you could see this right here on the desk. And it, it, it it interacts with you. Like, you can watch the Spider-Man cartoon. Interact. It tells you, like, really corny dad jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, I told you the jokes from them before? You, you said a few of them. Like, like uh, how do clocks communicate? I I remember you saying that. I don't remember the punchline, though. By talking to each other? Yeah, it's a good thing I didn't remember. I can see by that joke, by your face, <laughs> that joke ticked you off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is corny. Like, I don't know what is. Uh, I what? hope they're giving you a sponsorship. <laughs> They, they're not, but they should. Like, what's another joke to give? Uh, and I crack up with him. He says, uh, "Why, why should you never trust an uh, an atom? Why flex? Because they make up everything. <laughs> it's so stupid." But he they're, says, "They're um, so bad. They're funny. I love them." And and uh, he makes like these uh, these eyes that, that that glow in, and he shows like expressions with mm-hmm. them. Uh, he actually like protects your room, so you want to get it for a kid. Like, if he puts it on, like uh, if you turn it on, somebody walks by him. He's like, "Hey, you." And he shoots it all around, and um, 
It's actually really, really cool. It, it, it tells you, like, a little game tells you, like, what to draw on a piece of paper and try to guess what he's drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you got actions to make him do stuff. It's it's actually really cool. It actually really is really cool. So if you want to get a gift for your kid, I recommend getting the Spiro Spider-Man. The same people that make those BB-8 toys and those uh, R2-D2 toys that I'm sure you don't know about that either, do you? Nah. I told you, speaking another language... <sighs> I'm pretty sure you probably haven't seen the new Venom trailer, have you, right? No, I did. Oh, that, you did? That actually looks pretty good. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Oh, okay, good, good, good. We're, we're, we're meeting somewhere in the middle. You you like it? What you thought? Yeah, of the new, I, the new I one. I mean, I think like it, it looks pretty cool. But I the mean, most recent the... one where you see actual yeah. Venom. Yeah. Right. I don't know the backstory behind it, but it from you know just a movie point, it does look kind of cool. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I know you don't know the backstory. I mean, they're, they're, um, the symbiote something... I, f- I forgot which comic books version they're going with, uh, but they're going with the version of the comic books where he is based in San Francisco, and the movie's also based in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, f- I forgot which version. I'll find it. I'll find it out. I'll look it up another time. But yeah, it's 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 where Venom is still a bad guy, but he fights other symbiotes. Right. And that's what he has. That's what the whole thing of Venom is, is a symbiote, and he fights other symbiotes, and, and it looked awesome. Yeah. I'll probably go to the theater for that one. I, th- I thought it was a little- My, my one Marvel movie a year. That, that's if it is. that one well yeah because that one's not really part of the MCU which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe because mm-hmm. it's a Sony movie in association with Marvel but it's really a Sony movie because Sony's had rights to Spider-Man and they sold it to Marvel which mm-hmm. is owned by Disney and uh, so they, they're making like kind of like their spin-off because so they're making another one called Black and Silver with Black Cat and Silver Sable I know you have no idea who they are yeah. Charlie <laughs> you're, <laughs> but, you're talking another language right but now but they're making what <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it look, looks awesome that that trailer though. I mean, yeah. I didn't like too much at the end how he's talking. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. The Venom trailer, the second one's out now. I see a lot more Venom, and they, they really sharpened up his look in the CGI. Like mm-hmm. they added the white veins as opposed like to the big white spider symbol on them, and maybe it'll come out more. But um, I mean, me, me as a Marvel geek, there's some things that make me a little iffy about the movie. As a Marvel geek, I'm not gonna get too much into it now because we're a fantasy sports podcast. But yeah, I'm, uh, still. Is, are we at the right podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I get excited when I talk to you. I know, I could tell. You see how my my wife has to be patient with me. Uh huh. Really, baby. I understand. <laughs> like I, I'm always explaining. Sometimes he thinks it's cool, like the little facts I give her. But sometimes I go too yeah. much with it. Yeah, I, I could tell. I express. Really I, I feel her. I but yeah, say. But listen, Spider Man's <laughs> a big part of my life, and the National Spider Man. No, no, I, I I totally get it. But I told you yesterday what I wanted to do for the show for that na- since it was National Spider Man Day, and I was in a good mood. What? I told you yesterday what I wanted to do today, right? What we're we doing today, Charlie? We're doing our first giveaway. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah, giveaway. Yeah. Do you want to tell the people what we're giving away, Charlie? So we are giving away an authentic autographed Le'Veon Bell jersey. Really? Actually autographed. Real autographed jersey if you look on YouTube. Yeah. Go ahead, Charlie. Tell them what I'm doing because I'm far away from the mic. So Le'Veon Bell, autographed Le'Veon Bell jersey. We're going to give, gonna give that away to uh, a random person that either leaves a comment or, or a like on our page. And we'll pick one before the end of uh, preseason, and we'll give that away. Yeah, and not so much just on. Yeah, but not just on our page, like on our YouTube page. But yet you, you have to subscribe. Yeah, and subscribe. Comment. So what it is is that we're gonna randomly pick and like our sort of like raffle off, mm-hmm. and to give you more chances for the raffle, we'll even show like the random raffle that we pick to give you more chances. Make sure you subscribe to us on. Google Play on iTunes, anywhere that we show, show all the podcasts, platforms, all the platforms, mm-hmm. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, you know, uh, Castbox, uh, all these other places. Subscribe to us and leave us a comment. 
Rate us, leave us a comment. Yeah, that's the important thing. Leave a comment so we could pick from the comment box. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell so you know when we get a new video every time. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a lot of work on the editing. I know it's real amateurish, but I'm also amateur flex. But it's like amateur but, flex. <laughs> I do a lot of work on all that. So look at the YouTube channel uh, and leave us a comment. So the more, if you leave us a comment on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, and leave us the comment on YouTube. That's just more chances of your name being recognized mm-hmm. to be picked at random, to be put into a raffle. So like that's more chances of you being picked out. So and this is absolutely free. This is really, really signed, authentic Le'Veon Bell jersey. Uh, I have the um, certificate of authenticity. Mm-hmm. I have it. You can look it up online. You can bring it to the store. It is an actual, real signed jersey, really signed by Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and if you see on YouTube, so like I said, go on YouTube, check us out. Better Fantasy Bureau on YouTube. It's not even opened. It's not even open. It's still sealed. I haven't even opened it yet. It's got, you know, leather authenticity and everything. So everybody is welcome to subscribe to it, to to try to win it. So leave yeah. us comments and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, our YouTube channel. The more places you subscribe, the more comments you leave, the more chances you will have of winning. Repost our picture on your Instagram. Yeah. That counts. Repo, yeah. Uh, um, take a, you know, take a screenshot of our of our logo or one of our uh, whatever we post on our Instagram page at BFB Podcast. Repost that. Retweet us all the time. Keep tweeting about us as a Twitter at Podcast BFB. Whatever it is you want to do to get us, you know, to to get you recognized by us, keep doing that, and we'll pick at random. You get a Le'Veon Bell jersey. This is our first. Um, this is only our first one out of many that we plan to do throughout yeah, the yeah. year. That's a cool gift. I think no, it's a great that, way to start off. Yeah, you get that frame. That's a nice piece for the man cave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, also, you know, any birthdays or your dad's or for you, like you said, man cave or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But it's absolutely, you know, no cost. You won't pay nothing. We're giving you a Le'Veon Bell jersey. It's right here. Uh, that's from us at the Better Fantasy Bureau. I think it's a good way to start off with Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely. Lad Bell, one of the best players in the league. Why not? Yeah, we got a couple of autographed jerseys yeah. that we want to give away, but that's how we're going to start off our first one. Cool. And that's all because I was really happy about National Spider-Man Day. Yeah, I, I could tell by that rant that you went on before. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, my, my wife gets me everything Spider-Man. It's like, I'm, another one of my big loves is Chinese food. I know you know that. I love Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was on death row, my last meal would be a boneless favorite combo. Without a doubt. I love Chinese food. And uh, my wife for my birthday got me uh, chopsticks, but on the because ch- I'm always eating with chopsticks all the time. Mm-hmm. And on the chopsticks, it says one of it says "Flex Hit List" and the other one says "Party People," but it's in the font from the Spider-Man movies of Tobey Maguire, and has a little Spider-Man logo at the end of it. So she combined the two things that you love. <laughs> Abso- how how thoughtful Anita! Ab- Absolutely, yes. And I, I use it all the time as much as I can. I yeah. use it like e- even now that I'm on the keto diet. I still try to eat things with chopsticks, so kind of like I guess, because I get cravings for Chinese food. Do you eat pizza with your chopsticks? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not like a whole slice. Come on, Charlie. I am just asking. I know I'm not that smart, but give me some credit, right? Like, but no, but like, like uh, you know, if if um, like sometimes like 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 hard boiled eggs I've chopped up, I'll eat them with chopsticks. You know what I mean? Uh, we made meatballs the other day. You know, like I'll eat them with chopsticks. With the chopsticks, that doesn't yeah. get messy. No, I'm professional. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I get like a whole uh, pint you're of rice. Talking to a Sicilian. Picture me trying to eat meatballs with a chopsticks with a meatball. Oh, meatballs! I mean, if you want to eat meatballs with a chopstick, that's on you, Charlie. Whatever, whatever. You know what I meant, Charlie. I'll never hit you, man. So knock yourself out. <laughs> you know what I mean, brother. Anyway, anyways, let's, uh, let's get back to this uh, this game. What are you looking for tonight? Is there anything in particular that that's you're looking to, to stand out? I really. I mean, I know it's the first preseason game, but not really. To be honest with you, yeah, not really. Oh, I want to see Jackson a little bit. I, I'm 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 mainly what I guess what I'm looking for. Would 
is any kind of injuries or anybody gets hurt. Yeah. Because we already have a substantial amount of things that are going on in the news. Well, the starters are probably not going to play that much, I don't think. Well, even but. if anybody else on defense gets hurt, like we had somebody from uh, the Titans just got hurt. One of their safety, I forgot which yeah. one he won. One of the safeties got hurt. So, like, you know, like their defense wasn't that great to begin with. That mm-hmm. makes their defense even a little bit, the secondary a little worse. So, I guess that's what you really, really look out for fantasy wise uh, is kind of injury wise and what hurts. Like, like right. Jordan Matthews is a big one. Yeah. Significant injury uh, that he's not released. He's not there no more. Yeah. Eric Decker got signed. Yeah, I've seen that. You're still going to win that bet. I, I think I'm now. Nah, you're going. I'm, I'm looking I'm not, with that bet. I'm not backing out of it because of the uh, the fact that you know bet was a bet. We did. We weren't clarified. We weren't clear. Mm-hmm. We didn't state at the beginning if there was no injuries. Right. You know. Same thing. Like well, we we'll revisit it before uh, before well, week one. Well, we're gonna look into um. What else? Josh Doxson got hurt too. He left. Uh, he he left, and uh, did not sure about how serious it is. All we know is that he left training yeah. camp. Doug Baldwin is going to be out for the majority of the off season. I mean, yeah. the preseason, pretty much all the preseason. Yeah, it's unclear though what's what's going on with that though. It is unclear. They said that he still might play, yeah. but uh, it's it's still. They need to know that he's out the whole preseason. I mean, you know, right. it's so depleted with. Uh, well, he stays in shape. I don't know if I'd be too concerned there. Yeah, but, I'm not too. But concerned. we'll see how like the summer progresses. Right. Yeah, I feel the yeah. same way. Uh, another. Injury to concern, not so much injury concern. Also sticking with the Washington Redskins, uh, but Chris Thompson says he might not even be one hundred percent until November. He's still going to play, yeah. But are you saying that he might not be one hundred percent until November? Yeah, that bodes well for for your guy. Oh yeah, I mean my guy is going to bode well no yeah. matter what, Darius guys. Yeah, no, but I, I mean you know with with Thompson taking less touches out of that offense, I it definitely bumps him up a little bit in my book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, Charlie. So what do you say you and I keep going on with the rest of the segments of the show? Yeah. One thing that we should talk about, though, uh, before we move on, um, did, did you see what, what LeBron did? I, I think that we should at least mention that a little bit. I promise school? Yeah. Uh, it's dope. That was yeah. dope. Come on. I mean, that's that's a that's a big move. I mean, the guy it, opened it's up great. school. It's nothing wrong with that. I think it's fantastic, really. Uh, I guess the... Do we have to touch about it? Because every, I know a million people have already seen that post of him holding, the, yeah. which looks like super small, the microphone in his hand. Right. And everything the school does. Like, yeah. You know, free. No, but I think the, the reason why I just want to touch about it, number one is like, what, you know, one of the biggest stories in sports, so we should at least touch on it for a minute. But what, the interesting thing that I've been seeing this week is that what, what do you think this does for the go conversation? That's an interesting thing. Nothing. You don't think it does anything? Nothing. So everything that he does, like away from the basketball court, that shouldn't. Well, you know, he's be... never been in the news and ever in general for anything bad like that, and nobody's ever. No, no, and, no. And... But I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that you know MJ didn't really have this reputation of you know being a philanthropist, giving back to the community. Um, so does that factor in? Because I'm seeing that a lot of people saying that you know what this factors into it. No, that I think the only people that would be saying that mm-hmm. are. Two two kinds of people. One, LeBron James fans who are always making a case for LeBron James. Right. And two, people that just don't follow basketball. They just knew Jordan was the greatest of all time. And now people that maybe LeBron is, oh, uh, yeah, LeBron. Because if you, he, you've known Michael Jordan for the most part, people mm-hmm. know Michael Jordan more than they do LeBron James, at least people of our generation. Yeah. But I so think people it's, that don't, you know, it's, it's people that, that have, and, and again, I'm not saying MJ's not the GOAT. Right. No, uh, I get it. But that's a different conversation. But it just seems like it's such, just an old school way of thinking that, you know what, that MJ is automatically the GOAT. It's like, like the, ba- the baseball purists, they have Babe Ruth as the GOAT, no matter what. And, mm-hmm. you know, Babe Ruth played, you know, decades and decades ago, you know, so it's, it's a similar, you know, comparison. Like, are, are you a big boxing fan? No. All right. So, I think the 
the best boxer of all time is Floyd Mayweather, uh-huh. right? But I speak to a lot of old heads, and they say that Ali's the GOAT because of what he did away from the ring, like all that he did for civil rights, for everything that he embodied. So, you know, to me it's Floyd because I saw Floyd in real time, but, you know, you could make an argument for Ali because of everything that he, he stood for, you know? Now, me being not a big boxing guy, mm-hmm. I make the case for either one of them being the greatest of all time. I still have a hard time deciding who's better because I saw more Tyson's fights once than I did Ali fights once. I said, I said Mayweather. I know you said Mayweather, but, right. you, but pe- you're saying because people say Muhammad Ali because what he did outside. Yeah. So I'm touching on that. Right, right, right. But I'm saying I think between Tyson and Ali are the greatest of all times. Mm-hmm. I make the argument for Mayweather as well. But as a person who doesn't follow boxing, I what Ali did outside the ring has nothing to do with my decision about him being one of the best of all time. Right. Yeah, no, I, I get it, and but there's like a lot it's, of people that are. It, I don't, I don't, I don't. It, it shouldn't. A person's character mm-hmm. should have nothing to do with their skill on the court as being related as the greatest of all time. Yeah, but I don't see it. Like you have to factor that in a little you, bit. No, why? You know why? I mean, look, it, it's it's a different conversation, and and we would need a podcast just for that. But it's just interesting, like you you know, on talk radio. Mayweather, you know, what we've been seeing this week. Don't even like Mayweather. A lot of people don't think he's the greatest because he's so arrogant, right? Because that's his character, right? Right. But that's the only reason why, because people just generally don't like him, right? But I'm saying like no one's really gonna look like oh he's a good person that makes him the goat, right? No, but I'm just talking strictly his boxing skills. You know, like his boxing skills. But, to but me you're, are, you're, are the, the, the argument you're trying to make is that does LeBron James now push him up as the goat to some people because of what he does off the court? And right. I say it shouldn't. Right. I don't think it does, and I and if it does, I think it is only the people who love LeBron James and want to make more cases for him, or that don't follow back. Oh, LeBron James is really good. Okay, yeah, he's the best because I love what he did. Yeah, and that's people who don't follow basketball. I don't think any other way it should. I, once again, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player right now in the world. Mm-hmm. But I where where do you have him? As all time? Yeah. Well, just yeah, all time. Where do you have him? Top three, top five. Okay, if he wins a chip, and I don't care about don't, chips, don't, I don't, don't, I, I, don't I don't look at chips really that much. Because if I look at chips, and the greatest basketball player of my generation is Robert Horry, <laughs> Robert so I don't. Horry. It's true. I don't. I don't look at chips. I really don't look at chips like yeah. that. I don't look at chips too much like that. Because to me, the greatest power, you know, like uh, you know, Karl Malone is one of the greatest power forwards. I think the greatest power forward of all time is Tim Duncan. Right. But Karl oh, Malone is also right one of the greatest doubt. power forwards, and he never got a chip. Yeah. You know, freaking um, who else? You know, like arguably. Uh, Patrick Ewing is one of the greatest centers of all time. Arguably, I don't think he is at all. Mm-hmm. You know, but and he never got a chip. Allen Iverson never got a chip. There's a bunch of players. In the, Charles Barkley is also Barkley. great, and he never got a chip. Yeah. So I don't really look at chips. Yeah, but too much. none of those players are in the go conversation, though. As in their position. No, no, but I'm talking about overall. Right? No, overall, I get it, but it's just, it's yeah. just like if, if the thing with Kershaw is, is that you know what? Like, look, I mean, anyone that knows me knows that I'm a big Kobe fan. Um, so I still don't have LeBron ahead of Kobe or MJ, but I got to say, though, he's he's gaining, man. And if he wins a chip with the Lakers, that, that's going to be I don't. I I think chips is just the easiest cop-out. Don't get me wrong. It's a great staple in a person's career because that's what they want to do. It's is the get first it. thing people point to, though. Yeah, of course they do because it's the easiest way to make a debate. It's the easiest way to make a debate. And like I always say, if you want to talk chips, then Robert Horry is the greatest player of our generation. Yeah, but Robert Ory wasn't the guy on his team. Though. He just made a whole bunch of big shots. Not going against what I said. Yeah. If you want to make the argument to be chips, then Robert Ory is the, one of the greatest of our of, my, of our generation because he's got so, so many then, rings. So then by those measures, then Bill Russell is the GOAT. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, 
That, that's that's, that's why a, that's why I don't like to use it because basketball is a team sport. Like I said about the Detroit Pistons before, that they, you know, with with, with uh, Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton, that team, they were so dominant at their spot, and none of them were the best in their positions. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I say basketball is a team sport, so I don't like to make chips and championships as, like, the staple to represent what the player could do and what is capable of. Because mm-hmm. John Stockton was also an amazing point guard. He never got a chip. Never got a chip. You know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah. So that's a, But uh, moving on. Because we got to get back into the show. And we, uh, we, we Back to football. Time. We got to get back into football. So uh, let's go on with let's our- give them what they came for. No, they, the football. They're probably enjoying that, that little banter we have. But anyway, so to talk about um, fantasy football, to give you the advice. So let's start off with the first thing. Because today is our quarterback show. So we're going to be talking quarterbacks, which uh, is such so many quarterbacks out there. But let's start off with our first segment, which we're calling Baby Come Back. You ready to start this? That sounds like a good one. Nice track selection, Flex. I could, <laughs> I could see your DJ talents coming by, through. By player. A little drop by player coming <laughs> in. Uh, all right. So what this is basically saying is that these are players that we liked last year. Mm-hmm. Who My blood's already starting to boil. But go ahead. Who didn't do well last year. Mm-hmm. But we still want them to be on our team this year. We still want, you know what, come back to us to be the player that we thought you were going to be. And this year, hopefully, you're going to do it. Because last year, we thought you were going to be a good player. You ended up not being a good player. And it's funny because we're talking about player and the band that made that song is called Player. But ah, it's just a little double entendre. I, no pun intended. I just realized all that. So then, yeah, so then this is, the, you know, baby, come back. Like, come back to my team. We'll give you another shot. I still need you. still want you. still going to help me win a chip. So I'll start it off. So one player that I want to talk about is Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi. And as you saw, it also for you guys that are following us on our Instagram, once again, at BFB Podcast, you can see on the screen our Instagram, our Twitter, and our um, phone number. But so I put the post up. Can you trust Jay Ajayi as your RB one? Mm-hmm. And for everybody that votes, just so you know, we're keeping track. Not so much, but we're keeping track of what the majority of people are saying. I'm keeping track of it. So at the end of the year, I can see. Look, most of the people said this, and we're going to see if most of the people were right or wrong. And I'm also keeping track of what you and I answer to see who knows more. The Giants and Jets fan, and I'm keeping track of all that. The Jets fan, How Gi- Jets. Dare excuse you? me, Cowboys fan. Pardon me. I apologize. My oh bad. Oh my god, I almost jumped over this table. What's wrong with you? Giants or Cowboys fan? Pardon me. My bad. So we're gonna see who gets more calls right. Besides the big effing bets we make, I'm gonna see when I when we post a lot on our story. We post a lot of polls. Mm-hmm. Who got more polls correctly to see who knows who. So, so far, the crowd's been with me. I gotta so far, say. so far, so far, so far. So that we're gonna see, it's it's all about the end game. We right? have a lot of smart listeners. So talking about Jay Ajayi. So one thing about Jay Ajayi last year, his ADP was two point was uh two oh two. He was going as running back seven. He ended up as running back thirty six. Terrible names like Isaiah Crowell, Theo Riddick, Lamar Miller. Ugh. All those guys did way better than Ajayi with total points last year at the end. Okay, now it was an ugly start to the season. I don't know if you noticed, but he averaged only 9.6 fantasy points a game with the Dolphins. And this isn't PPR, this is the format we do full PPR, 12 team league. That's how we do our stats. And he only averaged 9.6 with the Dolphins. And when he went to the Eagles, it's not like he did much better fantasy-wise. Mm-hmm. He only averaged 10.2. But this is where the difference lies. This is where the difference is. And this is why I'm saying, baby, come back for Jay Ajayi. Come back to the team. Because I think he's going to have a complete 180 year for the better. 
I still want to draft him. I would trust him as the RB1 for my team. And the thing is because on the Dolphins, they gave him so many chances. He averaged 19.7 attempts per game. And he only had, but he only had a terrible, with those 19.7 attempts, he had a terrible, terrible 3.1 yards per carry. That is awful. With the Eagles, though, he had way less attempts. He only averaged 10 attempts per game, but he had 6.3 yards per carry. Yeah. That's more than the guy who led the league, Alvin Kamara, and he only had 10, 10 points per game. I, you know, ten attempts per game. Big and difference in that offensive line. Huge. They remember Pro Fantasy Football. I mean, Pro uh, Football Focus rate them as as the best offensive line last year, and this coming season they rate them as the number one offensive line this year as well. And I know that some of those yards he went to were for you know very long distances, mm-hmm. but he did the same thing with the Dolphins two years ago as well. He right. ran for those long distances. It's what he could do. Yeah, and you know, you know, he has injury concerns, and you know, but remember the Dolphins were one of the worst offenses in the league last year. And they were also the highest pass percentages of any other team in the NFL last year as well. So they had to play a lot from behind. You know, he's not like your premier pass catching back. Corey Clement's going to be there for the team. They got mm-hmm. Darren Sproles back healthy. But with LeGarrette uh, Blunt gone, Jay seems to be the guy that's going to kind of like take over the lead back role. He's going to get a lot more attempts behind that great offensive line. Like mm-hmm. I said, he averaged 6.3 yards per carry, and I just see him doing that all over again. I see him getting more of the goal line work with Blunt gone, you know, and uh, with, with, all those, with all those factors in there, I'm asking Jay to once again be back on my team, and I, I think he's going to have a way better season. Yeah, They're way better fit for him in He's going uh, 4.04. In a lot of drives, that's that's there could be a lot of value there. If you look at if you look at my mock draft show Mm -hmm. uh, last year, if you look at my mock draft show, I went and I went wide receiver heavy on purpose because my theory is that don't I mean I tell people don't get scared if you don't get a running back in the first two rounds. Don't be scared. There's still lots of decent good running backs to have on your team Mm -hmm. that could still get you more than enough points. And I went with Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, and T. Y. Hilton. And Jai was my back. Yeah, I started back, and and I yeah, and you you're good with that. I I think so. I I yeah. trust him. I know you trusted. Uh, you you agree I with like me on that? You I like trust, this You trust year. him as RB one. I yeah. know uh, Brandon Ferguson, my boy B Ferg, is going to be another guest on the show coming up. He trusted also Gotham Podcast Studios also on the on, on Instagram. Trusted him. My wife trusted him, but my wife trusted him for a funny reason because when she first saw his name Jai, she read it as oh Jai 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 Enough of a reason. She's going to be mad that I said that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so um, J.H.I., I'm going to say. You want J.H.I. to come back. Baby comeback. All right. All right, so who's uh, your baby comeback this year? I, I think you know. I, I do know because you told I me before the you know. show, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyone that's been listening to the pod and um, anyone that I you know played with last year knows that I was really, really bullish on Mike Evans last year. And yes. and a lot of people were. He was everyone's fantasy darling last year, and boy did he lay an egg. So his stats from last year, he was targeted 135 times, caught only 71 passes for a thousand yards, barely got a thousand yards, a thousand and one, and a putrid five touchdowns. He really got a thousand and one yards. A thousand and one yards. Because I know he's averaged a thousand yards the past few years, but did, last year he got a thousand one. Yeah, a thousand and one wow, yards. Just. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, I really didn't know so that. So he, I mean, uh, he he drove me crazy last year. Like, I, I had him in multiple leagues. I played a ton of him in daily because he just had these insane matchups every single week, and he just did not deliver. You know, the first first couple of weeks of the season, he wasn't bad, but from week eight on, he was terrible. Only caught one touchdown after week eight. 
Wow. Yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, the guy is is 20, 24 years old. He's going to be 25 before the season starts. 6'3", 230 pounds. He's, he's a red zone nightmare. Now, in his first four years in the league, or, or I'm sorry, let me backtrack that for a second. So before, before turning 25, there's only been three receivers in the history of the game that have caught 300 passes, amassed 4,500 yards, and 30 touchdowns, all before the age of 25. Now, one of them is Mike Evans. Do you want to guess who the other two are? No. For the sake of not sounding wrong. You're on, you're on a roll right now. You're doing really mm. well, so let me not mess it all up. Keep going. No, so Randy Moss. 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 Again with this Boston stuff. I Randy just... Moss. <laughs> and Larry Fitzgerald. So he's in great company. Yeah. Only, those are the only three players in history that have amassed those stats. Wow. So here's the thing. He's projected for 160 targets this year. Uh-huh. You know, so if he gets that type of workload, I see him, you know, getting back to the old Mike Evans. Now, you know, for the first three weeks of the season, famous Jameis is not there. Uh, we got to keep that guy away from Uber drivers and crab legs. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but the thing is, he does, he actually does better without Winston on the center. And, okay. you know, the numbers kind of shocked me a little bit. He averages, um, 16, 16.1 points a game without Jameis Winston and 15.6 with him under center. So, look, the first three weeks, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be in the center. One thing we do know is that he is likes he to sling weeks? it. No, three weeks, I think. Well, one or the other. Yeah, th- three or four. But okay. even four would be even better. So, Mike Evans, I'm still a little nervous. Uh, but you know what? I always bet on talent, and the talent's there. So, Mike Evans, just come back. Just come back. Just come back, man. Just, just, just come back. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go, like, you know, like on every team with him like I did last year. But, I, you know, I'll, I'll take him, you know, on one of two teams. Because, you know, depending, he's going 3.01, his average ADP. Yeah, he's going towards the end of the beginning of the third and the second. Yeah, so, I mean, for me to get WR1 production there, potentially. No, ab- absolutely. I'm on board. He, he, by the way, James Winston is suspended only for three games, so you're correct on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had him last year too, and he also disappointed me. I remember that one week. Uh, he was going on certain drafts last year as high as one point oh three. Yeah, it's crazy. Last year. Yeah, it's crazy. Insane. I took him mostly around like seventh pick, where I got him a lot of times last yeah. year. Uh, but I remember that he had like and like the other thing. I'm sorry, Flex. I don't mean sorry. to cut you off, but I watched a lot of him last year, and he seems like he's one of those players that if he's not getting the ball like early in the game, he mentally checks out. And, you know, it, you kind of, you know, he's a young, young player, so you could kind of sort of see that. But if he could get it together, big numbers for him this well, year. Well, because, you know, he also believes, and I think talent-wise, he could have the potential to be there, but he's not one of the considered to be the best wide receiver in the game. But he believes he is. When you hear about the best wide receivers in the game. But I like that, though. You hear Odell, Julio, and Antonio Brown. Yeah. That's when you think of the best wide receivers in the game. And he's mad that, I know, not going to say so much mad, but I know he feels a certain way that his name is not brought up in that conversation. Right. Because he feels like he is. And you got to feel like you are. Yeah, you got to feel like you are every Sunday. But you also got to show us that on our fantasy team. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, so Mike Evans, come back. Come back. Uh, so, what else you got? So sticking with wide receivers, come back. Uh, I talked a little bit about him uh, last week's show because mm-hmm. uh, I drafted him on purpose in the third, in the third round. Come back for me, T.Y. Hilton. 
T.Y., T.Y. T.Y., T.Y. I've always been a fan of T.Y. Hilton, and I took him many drafts, like, towards the, like, in the second round sometimes, in the early, end of the second, because I had, like, early picks. And I wasn't too crazy with anybody else there. Yeah. So I would take T.Y. Hilton with the hopes that Andrew Luck was coming back, and he have did you, Have you seen footage of Andrew Luck? No, I haven't watched any footage of Andrew Luck. He, he looks good, man. Well, no, yeah, it's Andrew Luck, of course. And, uh, but it's... Um, what was I going to say? I just kind of lost my thought. Okay, so so we but Andrew Luck, but you still he hasn't played a game in a couple of years and actually yeah. NFL speed, so it might be a little rusty. Yeah. But I trust once you get hit, you know you don't know how that's going to happen. No, but T. Y. Hilton is a four time Pro Bowler here, right? Mm-hmm. He entered the same year as Andrew Luck. And now, real quick, funny story about that about Andrew Luck the night he was drafted. Mm-hmm. So I was at a bar in the city called Irish Exit. Uh, it was Thursday night because you know they had they used to have it every year Radio City Music Hall all the drafts here in New York. They used to have it every year here, and. I was in a bar because I went with a couple of my friends. My boy K-Mac, uh, who's a great big listener to the show, big fan of the show, and you know, shout out to K-Mac. My boy Keith Murray, uh, a couple of us went out there. Not the rapper. Was. Not not the rapper. No, Keith Murray, not the rapper. I just want to make sure. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Murray time, though. It's, that's my, my boy, Keith Murray. Um, we went out there, uh, and Andrew Luck walked in. And this is when he got drafted as the number one overall this pick. This was on draft night. This was on draft night. Okay. Our number one pick, Andrew Luck walked in. Now we're all from Woodside. A lot, most of us are all just big, big sports guys, pretty much. Especially all my friends. Nobody knew who he was. We all knew, we're like, yo, that's Andrew Luck. That's Andrew Luck. But the thing was, at the time, we were at the bar with my, our friend Kevin Clifford, who's this really tall white guy, and a lot of people call him Steve Novak. He's a basketball coach, Kevin mm-hmm. Clifford, K. Cliff, and people think he's Steve Novak, but people really thought he was Steve Novak. People were taking <laughs> pictures with him. People coming up to me, like, yo, is that real Steve Novak? Yeah, we grew up playing ball together the whole time. They really thought it was Steve Novak. But at the bar, they're showing highlight clips of the Knicks playing the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, what happened was Steve Novak got on a flight, came here half an hour, and they dropped them off right on 2nd Avenue to come into the Irish exit. And he's hanging drinking out. with Andrew Luck. Uh, yeah, yeah but, but Andrew Luck, nobody knew, nobody was paying attention to They're all paying attention to Steve Novak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all made like, our jokes and... And like, because it was like dollar beer nights, and like the little like like plastic cups of beer, and like Steve No Steve Novak, Kevin Clip is smashing beers on her head. It's like ah, and just smashing the beers on her head, and they really thought it was him. They're taking pictures, and they really really thought it was him, and nobody recognized it was Andrew Luck. It was hilarious that night. We had a great time. But anyways, so talking about Andrew Luck, one thing about him when he plays, his wide receiver one on his team, an average ends up as wide receiver eleven. Okay, so uh, like uh, Reggie Wayne ended up as wide receiver ten in, in Andrew's Luck first year, and then Hilton's gone up every single year after that. Uh, Hilton went from being well, wide receiver eighteen to in two thousand thirteen. So then the next year he went from wide, wide receiver uh, thir- eighteen to wide receiver twelve. In two thousand sixteen, his best year, he was wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver two in Colts offense with Andrew Luck they fade away. They end up on average as wide receiver 57 when Andrew Luck's under center. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So, like, he f- he's a trust guy, and he feeds his number one. Like, when, when, when uh, T.Y. Hilton was, the num- was number five, wide receiver five at the, that year in 2016, he was fourth of all wide receivers and targets and first in receiving yards. So, unfortunately, T.Y. Hilton is very Andrew Luck dependent. Because it's you know it's not like Jacoby Brissett can make a start to somebody you know what I mean it's right. kind of like with Jordy Nelson how he lost his start and with Brent Hundley on the center so it's like uh, but Andrew Luck looks like he's gonna play we still don't know but for right now we mm-hmm. feel like he's gonna play and if he does T Y Hilton could a hundred percent be a top ten wide receiver without oh a absolutely with, absolutely yeah the guy's a beast the guy's a stud the guy's got yeah, speed he's got great hair and and you have you know arguably one of the best quarterbacks throwing you the ball yeah absolutely so I'm on board that T Y Hilton to me. Baby, come back. 
T.Y. Hilton. I like T.Y. this year. Yeah, I'm a big fan of T.Y. All right, party people. So on right now to quarterbacks. QBs. QBs, which is the big discussion that we have. QBs. Uh, who do you want to go first, you or I? Uh, go ahead, Flex. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to start off with – so. QBs, I mean, what we were doing before, if you listen to the other shows about wide receivers, and I didn't set up a draft for QBs, whatever, sue me. So then, but um, if you um, if you listen to the other shows, the running back show and the wide receiver show, the way we kind of did it was uh, per every two rounds and mm-hmm. their ADPs. Just so if you want to know where we get our ADPs from and where we trust is uh, fantasyfootballcalculator.com. Uh, mm-hmm. They show they're great with the ADPs. Uh, and you know, just you could do if you're in half point PPR, if you're in a non PPR, right, customize it, customize it any way you want. It will show you on average where people are taking these players. So uh, that's where we get like our ADPs from that we follow it. So um, with quarterbacks, it, they're kind of all sporadically thrown around. That we're just gonna just kind of pick out quarterbacks we want to talk about. And there's so yeah. many of them. There's so many quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I kind of broke it down by tiers, but I mean, go ahead. Who who's someone that that stuck out to you? So one guy that I want to kind of talk about, which I guess is a question on a lot of people's minds, which is the main reason why I want to touch about him, uh, is Carson Wentz. Mm. Now, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. So for me, I will not, especially now. Yeah. And more than likely for the whole season. 6.12 is average ADP. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So, uh, but I will more than likely not be taking Carson Wentz in any drafts because he has too much range of outcome. There's Mm -hmm. too much unknown about Carson Wentz. He could end up being not only the best wide receiver, I mean, best wide receiver, excuse me, best quarterback this year, but just the best player in fantasy overall. All right. Yeah. Uh, He's got that much upside. Yeah, and he could, but he could also end up just being just not middle playing. of the pack, middle of the pack, and yeah. not playing because you know he's coming off an ACL and LCL tear. Yeah, you know the Eagles are slowly bringing him in. He I mean he participated on eleven of on elevens, but he has not been clear for contact right. yet, and he was held out this week of team drills for the third consecutive mm-hmm. session. And, you know the fact that you know Foles balled out last year. They they may not be in a rush to bring him back. Right, 100%. They yeah. they they're going to they're going to take every precaution to not rush him in the Eagles yeah. and that's the, their franchise. They're not, you know, if he's not right, he's not going to be on the field. But this is the thing that I talk about Carson Wentz that even if he does come back 100% healthy, mm-hmm. it's not like you're and he plays week week one under center. It's not like you're getting a steal for him in the 6th round. Yeah. It's not like, you know, like late 6, early 7. It's not like you're getting a steal, right? Now, like I said, don't get me wrong. He is fantastic, Carson Wentz. All right, only Deshaun Watson averaged more fantasy points per game than him. That's mm-hmm. the only quarterback to do it. But even if you take Deshaun Watson out of the equation because he got hurt and was out for most of the season, yeah, then Carson Wentz was tied with Russell Wilson for 21.7 fantasy points per game. All right, Alex Smith was behind him with only one less point, with 19.7. So he could definitely a hundred percent be like the best player in fantasy. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when you know you're getting him at that sixth round, it's it's not like you're getting a steal out of him. Like I remember right. I said last year because you know uh, Andrew Luck was looking to be out about three to four weeks. Four weeks was the, was the determination about him coming back mm-hmm. on week five. So you were getting him about tenth round. To me that was a steal. When he comes back healthy, you're getting Andrew Luck at the tenth round. I thought it was right. a steal. It was all just a matter of fact about getting that quarterback to replace him for that few couple of weeks. I mean, he ended up never coming back, but I spent the 10th round pick on Andrew Luck, so right. it didn't hurt me. It didn't hurt my team. You're spending a 6th round pick on right. him. That's that's a core you know, part of your team, that 6th round your pick. Your 6th round could be your flex, your starting tight end, or your, your, first WR2, bench, yeah. your first bench player. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're looking at about like three running backs, and then like maybe like three, or your, your two wide receivers, whatever it is. It yeah. could be your tight end, your flex, or your first bench player. 
Right. So that to me could really hurt your team if you spend that high on Carson Wentz and then you end up not using him. So I, is this too much rye-rated outcome? If you want to be a gambler and you want to take him, you could potentially have the best player. But like I said, it's not like you're getting him out of steel for that price that you're paying for him. Yeah, and he's going in the mix with you know Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins. I mean, to me, like uh, Newton's the the class out of that group, in my opinion. I, I have this. I have some things to say about Newton later, but yeah, yeah. Newton's another guy that I want to talk about. But I like Newton. Yeah. This year more than any other years. but uh, So, yeah, like I said, Carson Wentz, I am more than likely not taking him because you, we're not going to find out anything till like the till like the day before the season starts. Right, right. We're not going to find out much more. So. Right, so a lot of risk there. Yeah, it's a lot, You know, huge risk, Tough. huge reward. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, with that, that price, I mean, you're getting what you pay for out of your wide receiver. For yeah, your exactly. You know? How do you quarterback? Quarterback, excuse me. Yeah, I mess up this a lot of times. Yeah. Sure, I wonder how many people catch my mess ups throughout the shows. Is that water or vodka in that uh, boom cup? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Flex. So um, the way I'm looking at quarterbacks, I, I kind of like rate them on a on a tier basis. Mm-hmm. So you know, looking at looking at the uh, the first tier, the first tier, I'm seeing you know Aaron Wa- Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Tom Brady, and you could even throw Cam Newton in there if you want, for my my opinion. Right. Right. Now, I've looked at every major projection system that's out there, and all these quarterbacks are, are within a handful of points of each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know me. If anyone that's followed the show, I devalue the quarterback position. So, the fact that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is going off the board at 311 is insane to me. Because and the reason why is because I don't think that the point differential is going to be that much significant between Rodgers and Brady, who's going at six point oh two. I mean, you know, Tom Brady could very well be the top scoring quarterback in fantasy this year, and it would not surprise anyone. Mm. It would surprise you if, if TB twelve was the highest scoring. I wouldn't like shock me, but I don't. I think the chances of it happening are lower than other years, to be honest. Yeah, but is it? My point being is, you put a three round value on that. On Tom Brady? No, no, on the difference between the two. I don't put a three-round value on any quarterback. Right, exactly. I look at it the same way. So, I mean, the thing with quarterback is that, you know, for to take Rodgers at 311 instead of Brady at 6.02, I think you have such a better build just waiting on quarterback and taking that, that tier, you know, at, at the end of that first tier. So I would be perfectly, you know, happy with Russell Wilson, Tom Brady instead of Aaron Rodgers. Also, Deshaun Watson, he's the wild card here. Now he's going four point twelve mm-hmm. in in pretty much every draft. Is is that worth the risk in your opinion? Four point twelve. Four point twelve no. is where he's going. No. Absolutely not, right? No, no, no. But once again, all these quarterbacks for me are like not worth the risk at any of those prices. That's why. That's why the position is so devalued in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Then you go down to tier two, is where you have Wentz. Breeze and Cousins. And, you know, maybe you throw – I wouldn't throw luck in there. Too much uncertainty there. But between Wentz, Breeze, and Cousins, I mean, I'll be perfectly happy with any of those three as well. And I wouldn't be happy with Wentz, like I said. Breeze, well, you yeah. don't like – but Breeze, Breeze is going 7.02 and Cousins going 8.06. Kirk Cousins. What, what do you think about Kirk Cousins this year? Nothing special. 
Really? I never really was a big fan of Kirk Cousins always to begin with. Don't get me wrong. I think he's just fine fantasy-wise, but I don't really think anything special. I, I think he's going to throw the ball a ton in that offense, and he's got some weapons to throw the ball to. I mean, he averaged he, he averaged last year, he averaged 17.4 fantasy points a game, Kirk Cousins. I mean, like I said, he's yeah. fine. I mean, look, he's, he's put up big numbers, and now... Can you say that this is like the most talented group of receivers oh, yeah, yeah. he's ever had? Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think he's gonna be fine. I think he's gonna be you know. Just yeah. as, I, you think he's gonna be great to have as a quarterback? You know, and it's it's funny when you talk about the the Minnesota Vikings defense. You ever like realize that I don't advise this? Like I don't. You know, when people talk about like drafting like two players for the same team. Like, like listen, if both players like, if you're gonna put up the same numbers, it's fine. Like if you have Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell on the same team, mm-hmm. which you're not gonna get. But if you have that, that's great. They're gonna put up great numbers. But you know what's funny is that you could, depending where you're drafting from, you could literally draft Dalvin Cook. Alan Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Kirk Cousins, Kyle yeah. Rudolph. Yeah, they're all sort of like bunched together. <laughs> like, yeah, but they, yeah. but it's like you could like draft them in every round, and they, but they, they're all valuable yeah, starters. Yeah, I think like Thielen and Diggs are on, on pretty much every ADP board that I've seen. They're like within like five or six picks of each other. Yeah, like I know Thielen is uh, like in the third round and Diggs is going like right. about the fourth round. And then, you know, getting back to quarterbacks real quick. So you drop down to that third tier. You have Luck, Garoppolo, Stanford. And Ryan. Right. You know, so, I mean, look, uh, look to me, it's a devalued position. So, you know, wait on the quarterback. Yeah, That's no, I, I, I definitely 100% agree with you. You know, like, I mean, it just depends on what you want to spend on it. Like, you know, like last year, uh, Brady was going in the third round on average ADPs. And he was, you know, listed as the quarterback, too. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up being, overall, in a PPR format, he ended up being the eighth most valuable fantasy player. He ended up still as a top 10 Fantasy mm-hmm. player. He ended up with a total of two hundred and ninety five. And was he was he QB one last year? Was he no, no, no. That was Russell Wilson. Okay. He ended up as QB three last year at Tom okay. Brady. So but still, like people got what they paid for when they used that pick. Yeah, up. Absolutely. Now I know it was a weird start for him. It was kind of a very scary start for him last right. season. But they still got what they paid for out of him. So it's like I once again I totally agree with you to wait for quarterback because there's just so many quarterbacks that you could get. Like I said, I drafted Carson Wentz was going undrafted last year a lot of rounds. I drafted him at the end, my last, last mm-hmm. pick. He was your backup last year. Yeah, Tyrod yeah. Taylor was my starter. Carson Wentz was my very last pick. It's kind of nuts when you think about it. It is. He was my very last pick last year, and then I ended up making a terrible trade for him. You're welcome, Ryan, <laughs> who is currently our league champion. And you talk about I traded Carson Wentz. <laughs> um but yeah, so you know, like we already you know spoke a little bit already about Cam Newton. You're a big fan of him. I'm a big fan yeah. of Cam Newton. You know? I just think you know, I'm I'm a big fan because there's there's value in where he's going. Oh yeah, absolutely. But also because of the fact that I just feel because of so many weapons he has. Now, I'm not a big firm believer so much in North Turner. But last time North Turner had this much of a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Was when he was the head coach of the San Diego Chargers. Nerve Turner, North Turner, North Turner could do no wrong. <laughs> Nerve Turner, you're right today. You sure not drink it back. It's a little hot in here, but it's good. Your mass, um, yeah. But you know when North Turner's offense, you know, like when he was the head coach of San Diego Chargers, he had Philip Rivers, and Philip Rivers on average during that span was ending up as uh, quarterback ten. Yeah. On average, he was ending like that. So it's like, you know, and uh, he finished within the top ten four out of the six years. Mm-hmm. So. You know, but it's just the weapons he has. He has Christian McCaffrey, he has DJ Moore, he has Devin Funches, Ted Ginn, his best friend Greg Olson is back. And don't forget about 
CJ Anderson. I know CJ Anderson is not an attractive name at all. Yeah. But still, you know, he's averaging about 36 targets a season in his career. And, you know, and uh, except his first year because he only he didn't play that much. But except his first year, he's averaging 36 targets a season. He hauls in 25 catches per year. Mm-hmm. So out of those 36 catches, he averages catches 25 of those. He can still be a valuable cat, pass catcher. And not for nothing, you know, they lost Andrew Norwell to protect them a little. But he's so dangerous on his feet already as it is. And they don't want him to run as much. Mm-hmm. But when you have a quarterback that is one of the greatest mobile quarterbacks, I think, like, since, you know, Michael Vick is probably the best mobile quarterback after Michael Vick. Do you agree? Yeah. What, up there. Absolutely. Not up there, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, for him to be that dangerous with his feet and to have so many weapons to throw it to, now, this I think he's had more weapons than he's ever had yeah. his entire career, probably. I mean, it's an argument you can make with Steve Smith. But he's got, like, with the pass catching, you know, uh, running backs and now the wide receivers, you know, like DJ yeah. Moore, the first, the first wide receiver taken from the draft. Yeah. All that. Like, I just... I, I love Cam Newton this year, you know? Yeah. Um, He's taking an L week one, though. Sorry, Cam. Because you playing the uh, Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another one, too, that I, that I don't want to talk about, too. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention, so... Um, How about everyone's uh, darling this year? This pre- Everyone's preseason darling this year. Who? Pat Mahomes. I like Pat Mahomes. Yeah? I like him a lot. He's going uh, 11-0-1. Yeah, I I, I, yeah. I like Pat Mahomes a lot to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I look, I, I seen a lot of him in preseason last year, and he looked incredible. In pre, I, I mean, it was preseason, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people are big on him this year. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like I said, he's a, he he has a sh- cannon for an arm. Yeah, he's got uh, the weapons. Yeah, he's he's he doesn't cost like much money at all this year either. Yeah. So it's like he he's he's definitely one you could look. Would at. Would you be comfortable going into the season? With him as your starting quarterback, I would, I would. See, that's one guy I want to talk about too is Marcus Mariota. A lot mm-hmm. of people say every I hear every year about Marcus Mariota, he's going to get better, he's going to get better, he's going to get better. I mean, his entire career, he's only averaged sixteen point three fantasy points yeah. per game. That's not like the greatest, you know. I know Deion Lewis helps him, mm-hmm. but it's that's it. I mean, the only person I really trust at Tennessee Titans offense, fantasy wise. Is uh, Delaney Walker? I've always been a big Delaney Walker fan. I, He's I, solid every year. I do. I agree. Delaney Walker's always been extremely solid every year. Um, but I rather have guys that are going around Mariota like a little bit after and before him, like Alex Smith. I rather have. I rather have Pat Mahomes. Even borderline, not for nothing, like Dak Prescott. I rather mm-hmm. have than Marcus Mariota. That's a little. That's kind of like where it ends for me. That's the kind cutoff of point. Yeah, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Prescott's going around uh, round fourteen. It's going thirteen oh seven. Thirteen oh seven. Yeah, thirteen oh seven as quarterback twenty. Yeah, he's going right out, right there at twenty, but you know, uh, I just don't trust Mariota. Another guy would definitely like to have too is uh, Trubisky. The reason why Dak, really? yeah, but the reason why Dak and Trubisky are kind of like the borderline is because Dak, not for nothing, as a quarterback, is more what he does fantasy wise is from his feet. He's, right. He's, 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 since Cam Newton, he's the only other quarterback to average to average uh, six touchdowns per game. You know, so it's like. Uh, Mariota, I don't trust. Another sneaky, not enough another place. See if you agree with me on this, and it's not being a homer. <laughs> I do not recommend drafting Eli Manning. I do not also like hate you taking him. Like, if for example, if you take like Andrew Luck or Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. and it's for the same year every year, why you draft Eli Manning? If you were to draft Eli Manning as your quarterback, why is the only reason you would do so? Because of the weapons around him, exactly. Yeah. Now, all- and supposedly the the improved offensive line. It is it is yeah. a big improved offensive. But line. But here's the thing with the offensive line, and just you know, Giant fans should be a little cautious. Is it's the offensive line did improve, but 
it's not like you guys have a mobile quarterback back no, there. You no. know what I mean? So he's a statue. So even if, if the line went from, you know, bad to so-so, he, he you know, it's still, you know, it's re- there's a um, reason for concern there. Well, of course there is. But like I said, it's 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 been improved. Mm-hmm. It's been definitely improved. Barkley improves your offense from what we yeah. know so far. Improves your offense greatly. So, you know, you have you you have uh, Odell Beckham Jr., you have Sterling Shepard, and you have yeah. Cody Latimer, who's as your third, which is right. fine for your wide receiver three. So, and Evan Ingram, who showed to be a great pass yeah. catcher. And I, I think he improves a bit because his pass drop percentages were big last year. His targets right. were up there, but he dropped a lot of passes last year. So, I think it improves this year. Yeah. Um, Pat Shermer helps, too, because when he was with Tom Coughlin, on average, Eli Manning ends up as quarterback 13. Right, right. He fell way outside of that after Tom Coughlin. Yeah. So, I mean. And if you're looking at all the projections, I mean, look, Odell's projected to have a big year. Sterling Shepard's projected to have a good year. Uh, Barkley, I think, is projected to catch about 80 balls out of the backfield. Evan Ingram is, about, is projected to have a decent year out of the tight end slot. Somebody's got to throw them the ball, right? Right, to yeah. To get those numbers. So, uh, And just one thing I wanted to uh, touch on before I ask you the questions because we got in the show pretty uh, soon, quick enough. Uh, just, right. let you, yeah, just let you know real quick. So one recommendation I do make, if you do draft Jameis Winston, I do recommend two quarterbacks that you should take that are going after Jameis Winston, which is not for nothing. He's going undrafted, Ryan Tannehill. It's, it's mainly because of schedule. All right, Ryan Tannehill, because he's going to get the Titans, the Jets, and the Raiders. They don't really scare mm-hmm. me as far as the secondary. And also, another big recommendation, Case Keenum. Case Keenum's going against the Seahawks, Raiders, and Ravens. Also, he has so many weapons, Case Keenum. I think he's improved so much, as we all know he did last yeah. year. So, those are three good quarterbacks to look at that are going after uh, Jameis Winston. So, if you want to draft Jameis Winston, I just recommend scheduling-wise, those are the two best quarterbacks to take, either Ryan Tannehill or Case Keenum, who go after him. Those are the two best questions to take. Uh, so we got to close out the show. So real quick, to close out the show, we always usually do with questions. We haven't done this last time. Do you have a question for me? Random or no? questions. You have uh, a random question for me? Yeah, so keeping with the uh, Spider-Man theme. Nice. Yeah. So who is the best Spider-Man in your opinion? Uh, in the movies? In the movies. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I like Tom that, Holland that's the, the uh, That's the new Spider-Man. Yeah, and kind of what I said about the Batman thing, mm-hmm. what I said for you, uh, is when you asked me Batman before, so with... I felt Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man, and I felt that uh, Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. But Tom Holland, and because also they got they, they play him as the high school role because he literally went with a college student kind of thing. They're dating him as the young kid that he was in the comics because he was yeah. always a really young, like 15, 16-year-old kid. Yeah, I and like the kid in the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, no. Tom no. Holland is doing a great job with that, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm really excited for the other ones to come out. I'm excited to see uh, Jake Hall play Mysterio once again. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about, but the new <laughs> Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, coming up. Uh, this last question, so I'll ask you right before we close up the show, just real quick. How do you do it? With this heat that's in New York and the suits, oh, it's the uh, the how bus- do you do it? The business of real estate. I uh, don't have a choice. I don't I know have... why you do it, but how do you do it? Oh, a, a lot of water, a lot of air conditioning for sure. My uh, my office is <laughs> is Brick City. Oh man! All right, so then, Lee, do you even have our outro music or no? Did I set up? All right, cool. Don't bother about that, Lee. You can say it, Lee. You can say what's up to us, what party people. <laughs> <laughs> She's just cracking up over there. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I got the outro music right here. I can play it from over here, Lee. All right, so <laughs> you're right there. You can't see on YouTube. At least on YouTube, you can see that I'm looking over there. And see, just <laughs> Now you hear a little bit. All right, people who are listening have no idea what the hell, because I don't even know what the hell just happened that made you crack up. But anyhow, so moving on, party people. So uh, let me lower that a little bit. Oh, you got that? All right, cool. 
So once again, party people, that wraps up the show today. Once again, if you have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram at BFB Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Podcast BFB. Subscribe. Like. Yes, the left bell jersey. Court, comment, comment. Get yourself an autographed Le'Veon Bell jersey. This is real. This is the real deal. Shout out to all of our Shout out to Progress that made this music for us. The great progress to my boy Angel the Skunk. Uh, shout out to Move for making the t-shirts. And uh, shout out to all my people at Woodside. Charlie, I think you want to say right before we go? Uh, no, it's been a great show, and uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. We got a great show coming up next time. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk. We got more special guests coming up in the next one. Yes. All right. So, party people, until next time. See you on this side or the other. Peace, Bureau. Take it easy. Next time.